0: Hi, friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Friend, hello, and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so thankful that you are here, and I am so excited to continue diving in with two Diving into 1 Timothy with you today. Today we are talking about the qualifications for church leaders. Last week we talked about a hot button topic of women leaders in the church and my thoughts on what the Lord is saying to us in that passage are not necessarily very popular these days. So I encourage you to go and check it out and listen to the full episode through and tell me what you think about that passage and about what we talk about in that passage as well. But today we are talking about qualifications for church leaders, and these are not pastors. These are overseers. And deacons. So, I want you to know too that while we will cover the majority of the study on the podcast, the full entire study is available for digital download in the shop. If you didn't know, each study that we talk about and study on the podcast Ruth, Esther, Psalm 23, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, John, Jonah, all of them come with digital studies as well. And in these studies, there are downloadable prints for every section. A background on the book for this study specifically, we have a background on Paul and Timothy, and there's also a section for notes and for prayers, all the good stuff. So go and check that out. You can get the study for five dollars in the shop, or and this is so just incredible, you can get this study and all of the studies for free as a Sheila's Purposely subscriber. Sheila's Purposely subscribers, subscribers. Um, or rather subscriptions, I am just tongue-tied today, are $5.99 a month. And in them, like I said, you get access to all the digital studies, including our brand new First Timothy studies, all included in that. And you'll also get access to exclusive Bible reading plans every single month. There's actually two for the month of April. And two, you will get an exclusive 20% off shop discount that's reusable and access to exclusive weekly bonus podcast episodes that air every single Friday, including this upcoming Friday, including last Friday. Don't miss those episodes. Go grab that study on the site or sign up as a subscriber to get the study for free, especially if you're somebody who loves to see studies in front of you, take notes, all that good stuff. Maybe you're kind of more of a visual learner like I am, go and grab that. All right. Two, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who is listening. I don't take it lightly that you are listening to this podcast. I am so thankful, 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 thankful that you are here. And I am so thankful that you are encouraged and equipped in this space on this podcast. There is Nothing more that I could pray for than to know that you are encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ here. And I'm thankful, too, that you are listening, that you are sharing your favorite episodes with your friends and your family, people in your life. And, too, that you're leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Doing all those things helps the podcast to reach new women and encourage them in their walk with Christ. It also helps the podcast to stay in Spotify's top 50 religion and spirituality chart, which is so mind blowing that the podcast is there. Um, but yeah, I am just so thankful for all of that too. The amount of messages that I've got is so cool from women who found the podcast on that chart or from people who shared it with them, or they just stumbled upon it because now that it's higher in the charts, it's more in, you know, it's just I don't know. I don't know exactly how people randomly find it on Spotify and Apple podcasts, but I know that people just happen to stumble on it. So I'm so thankful for all that you're doing to help that happen. And just praise the Lord, because seriously, I, I it's just all him. So praise the Lord. It's so amazing. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, so without further ado, let's dive into 1 Timothy chapter 3. As always, I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. There are other fantastic versions out there. The ESV version, it just happens to be a personal favorite and has for literally over a decade. So I'm a big fan of this version. I think it's great. And so that's what we're going to be reading from today. But this is 1 Timothy chapter 3. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil." Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the spirit, vindicated or manifested in the flesh vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. That's first Timothy chapter three. And here we see that not just anyone is qualified or called to be a leader in the church. Again, this passage is not about pastors, but it's about overseers and deacons. And what we're going to really dive into today is that the Lord cares so deeply about the leaders in his church and his church as a whole. He wants what's best for those leaders and he wants what's best for the church so that nobody is hurt in the leadership um, or by people in leadership. Here, Paul and God through Paul, Lays out qualities of church leaders. And like I said, we see from these qualities that the heart of God is for the benefit of the leaders and for the benefit of the church. We see that the leader ought to be married and respected in their home and the community. We see that the leader can't be controlled by alcohol or money, that their family must also be dignified, that they must be mature and proven. And what do we learn from these qualifications? That God cares about his flock and he cares about those he puts in power to lead the flock. He doesn't want power to harm those he puts in leadership or hurt those who are in submission. He expects that leaders are not led by lust, money, alcohol, which would harm both the leader, their family, and the church. He expects that they're well respected by those in their home and those in the community. He wants them to have a good reputation that people can feel safe with and trust, not a poor reputation and not no reputation where this person is kind of a mystery with no qualifications or nobody to vouch for them. He expects that those in their family will also be beneficial to the church and dignified. He cares that these leaders can handle the job required of them, that it won't run them dry or lead to pride. And as we've mentioned before, why is all of this written? Because the church is God's house and he cares for his people. And there is a way to behave as the body of Christ. Friend, we represent Christ, both leaders and the rest of the church. And in the place people come to gather, to fellowship, to hear God's word, this place and the people in it should represent God and represent Him well. It is not just a building with ideas and encouragement that we're supposed to check off once a week every Sunday. It is the church of the living God and, quote, a pillar of buttress and truth. And I think it's noteworthy to say that just because these qualifications are in here, And we see that God cares so deeply about his people and that the leaders aren't harmed by their positions and that the people are not harmed by their leaders does not mean that in this world, in our humanity, where people make mistakes and, you know, maybe put people in leadership that shouldn't be in leadership, that those things don't happen, that people aren't hurt. And that's awful and it's devastating and it's heartbreaking, but it's so important to be able to know that the mistakes of people do not equal the heart of God. The heart of God is for his people and for his people in leadership that they are taken care of and that they are loved and that they are led well and that nobody is hurt in that. And just because those things don't always happen does not mean that that's what the Lord, you know, has for his people. He's laid out these things so that, you know, the best is for his people but again, not all this that doesn't always happen, and that is very hard. And if you personally have been hurt by a leader in the church in a way that the Lord, you know, like maybe they've disobeyed in the Lord in some way, and that's affected you, I am so sorry to hear that. And that's just wrong. And I know that the Lord hurts for you, and the Lord hurts with you. But I want you to know that the Lord is for you, and the Lord is with you, and that His heart is for you and that that is not his intention or the way that he laid out things in his church. Two, lastly, as we wrap up here, I know it was a shorter study today, just really emphasizing the heart of God for his people and for his leaders. I want to mention in verse 16, the chapter ends talking about the greatness of our faith, of godliness, the foundation of our belief. And many commentators believe that verse 16 is actually an early Christian song or hymn. And I just think that's so cool. So if you want to with me, we're going to just read that last bit again and think about it as a hymn or a song. And how cool is it that we get this peek into the early Christian church in this way? It goes like this. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world and taken up in glory friend. I hope and pray that this episode was an encouragement to you today to know God's heart for you, for the church, for his leadership. And um, yeah, have a fantastic rest of your day today. Live purposefully. Love Jesus. I love you,